Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Troy, thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always good to have you on the pod. More fun pods coming soon. We've been talking about how we're in a phase where we're about to reinvigorate this room and bring in some of the old episodes that you guys all loved back. Um, Post-COVID, it's been hard to navigate with some stuff, but we are going to be operating full cylinder come yeah. us open and we'll be able to have more more, more people, people on yes. the pod and more it'll play be, testers it'll be a party play tester picks party all the things <laughs> big booty friday <laughs> hey you know and when i say booty i mean shoe booty <laughs> right b-o-o-t-i-e <laughs> oh the conversations that we have some days um you have to define the word b-o-o-t-i-e <laughs> Um, They're probably I, thinking like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I Big know. Booty Fridays. Big Booty Friday. Okay. It's a it's a playlist. All right, guys, it's a playlist. Okay, it is a playlist, <laughs> and we love it. It's such a good mix of music. Like, if anyone out there loves just good vibes and jams, and especially if you play tennis and listen to music, I'm doing cardio tennis Friday, and I'm using the Big Big Booty playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Cardio. It's good. You've it's been doing good. the cardio tennis on Fridays? I've been changing it up every uh, week, but this week it's Friday, so it's going to be a party. Hey, you know? That's right. So, um, speaking of booties, let's talk about something. <laughs> let's talk about uh, some of the newer- Shoes with booty construction? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Shoes with booty. But I did actually have this conversation about booties with someone last Friday. Um, they were very curious about what that even meant and like the different shoe styles and the traditional tongue and the full booty and the half booty. So it is a very relevant conversation. And we can talk about, let's lean right into shoes. So we wanted to talk about some of the newest shoes of 2023. So let's start from the beginning of the year. If you can jog your memory. I oh, know. Man, that's a while ago. I know. I know. Okay. Let's start with Nike and yeah. the elusive... Vapor 11 and Vapor Pro 2. <laughs> so it's a bit tough. I mean, because I actually didn't play. I haven't played in the Vapor Pro 2. And I I've, haven't played in the Vapor 11. Yes. So <laughs> I tried on the Vapor Pro 2, walked around in them, did fit tests and all that. But I haven't actually spent court time in them. And just like, because we, the men's review was the Vapor 11. Yes. And the women did the Vapor Pro 2. Yeah. So we, you can get a little more into the Vapor Pro 2. Yeah. I really like the Vapor 11. I think... Everybody that reviewed it pretty much liked it. I think me and Jay were probably the two that liked it the most. Okay. Like, it's pretty close to up there for, like, best shoe of the Dang. year for me. See, I think I would have liked the Vapor 11 over the Vapor Pro 2. Okay. So the the love I have for the Vapor 11 doesn't reflect the same amount of love you have for the Vapor 2. Like, it's good, but not, like, yeah. a candidate for shoe of the year. No. Okay, no, no, not no. Not really. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe Brit or Tiff. I think Brit liked it the most. Oh, Jovi really liked it too. But I was struggling. What I do like about that shoe, though, is like the GP Turbo, there is an air unit under the forefoot. So that was noticeable for me. Okay. I thought bouncy, okay. bouncy, bouncy. But the fit was just like not 100% for me. I couldn't get like super locked in. 
And it's definitely like a speedier, more match day shoe. And yeah. I need a little bit more stability, I think. So I think that's why the Vapor Pro or the Vapor 11 might be better for me. Yeah. The Vapor 11 is definitely the stability, more solid feeling shoe in that Vapor family. Yeah. So it's still, you know, a speed oriented shoe. It's not a, it's not a Vapor cage. Right. Like a Rafa shoe. Or it's not a barricade type feel. But it's got that whole um, sidewall yeah. that gives you that like lateral stable feel. And as far as comfort goes, like the one thing um, I really liked about it is like I never thought about it while it was on my feet. Okay. I didn't have toe jam. The uppers are pretty comfortable. Um, the midsole, it's to me maybe a little higher feeling. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of a substance underneath your foot. Although if I had to knock it, just because I'm comparing it to one of the greatest shoes of all time in terms of comfort, that GP, mm-hmm. that's like got that full length strobel underneath. <laughs> it's just so soft, plush, bouncy, responsive. Yeah. Um, this one's a little firmer. Okay. Which some people might like that because some people, the GP is probably too much. Right. But um, what about the traction? Because I was just confirming it's the same outsole pattern on the Vapor Pro 2 the and the Vapor 11. The oh. Vapor Pro 2. And I kind of struggled with traction on the Vapor Pro 2. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah. Okay. And it, it has a little bit of give. So I think yeah. sliders will like that. I yeah. don't, I'm I not don't sliding, yeah. but um, I thought traction was good. I never really had to think about it. And yeah, it, it was good. Um, and I think the pattern kind of st- that different design they're using, that mm-hmm. data informed. Mm-hmm. Started with the React. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And did you like the traction on that shoe when you tested I, it? I liked it. And like, I remember that shoe not having the best durability. Uh-huh. So the durability kind of, the traction wore down as the durability went down. But yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. Okay. Yeah. I actually like, yeah, I like the balance. It's not like too sticky because I don't like that either. Like when you try to plant and the shoe grabs too much because mm-hmm. it kind of almost gives you that feeling of rolling. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Vapor 11 is a, a top for me. Okay. I mean, I think the Vapor Pro 2 is a good option, especially for like match day. Um, play or like players looking for that match day shoe. It's something that across the board we all agreed with. It, it's just hard to lock your heel completely in there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously anyone with wider feet, even the wide model, which I think is only on the women's side right now, is still a little narrow. Because yeah. Tiff did try it and she, it wasn't super noticeable. Um, but it's for sure like both of them take color so well. I think. And they look really cool, and I just feel like the the more they wear down, it, it started to become like a little more. They just kept opening up, so it just gotcha. didn't feel as supportive. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say if I had to knock the Vapor Eleven, it would be a little bit on the lacing system. I wish it mm-hmm. had like another eyelet up yeah. top, kind of like the two, Same. just a little more locked in feel. And if I can improve it, not that it, the cushioning is bad, I just want. I wish they would have just took. I wish Nike would have just. Took the GP bottom, the strobel, the cushion, and just put it on one of their new models instead yeah. of throwing it away. I hate when they have something that's amazing and they yeah. just throw that technology away, right? It's sometimes to me it feels like because – Does it need to be changed? Yeah. yeah. And like because they're doing things so far in advance, they don't realize while they're making the change, they don't realize yet because they haven't even gotten the feedback yet on that shoe. Like yeah. they launch it and they're already working on the next one. And it's like – because that's what like a bunch of racket 
like R&D for Racket. They're like, they launch a Racket and they're like, we're already working on the update. And it's like, you haven't even given it a chance. You don't even know what the market's saying. So that's what I feel like sometimes happens. It's like this cadence. But I'm going to do a quick pivot and go from that cadence of like, we see often two-year turnovers with models of tennis shoes. However, a certain brand has done three, which I'm not saying it's because they're waiting to see a little bit more feedback, but there was a bit of an issue during the pandemic. But ASICs, finally, we got the update to the gel resolutions. We have the gel res 9 and the Cord FF3. And I know... I basically like everyone on the playtest team is obsessed with the gel res nine. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and uh, you can speak further about it, but then also the court FF three, I don't know. The two was such a good shoe that I feel like I had really big <laughs> shoes to fill. <laughs> um, but I know Jay is calling that his favorite shoe right now. So the FF three. Yeah. Yeah. And what Chris, do you think? Chris, is, Chris loves the gel res nine. nine. Uh, yeah. And it's like tough. Cause it's like you can't. I don't think you can really go wrong with either. They're yeah. both really good, um, but the more I've played in them, um, I think just because nowadays like comfort's such a big thing for me, and mm-hmm. they're both pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I actually lean slightly more to the Cord FF. Oh, really? Just because it feels a little softer and a little bit more comfortable. Okay. A little more flexible in certain areas. Yeah. Um, but still has the support and stability that I need. Yeah. Um, whereas a Joe Res is just like. Still tried and true, still does. So stable. Stable, reliable, you know, don't really have to think about it when I'm playing. Um, but the the more I played in it, the more I realized, like, it is a little firmer underfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't give me quite that, like, cushy feel. Whereas the FF does give me that little bit of soft, just a little bit of a little more giveness. Mm-hmm. And... You know, me and you both do like shoe descriptions for the site, and we're so we're always reading the tech and mm-hmm. reading the catalog. And one thing with the FF3 that they talked about, and I kind of thought it was crazy at first, but like the three piece unit in the sole, and I, like they talked about how it um, is better on the body and it's supposed to give you like better recovery, less uh, stress on the body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, like. You're drinking it's not, the cooler. Yeah. It sounds like a physical therapist or something, you know, or like doing like yeah, body yeah. rehab. Yeah. And like, how could that shoe do that for you? But the more I play in it, like I really realize like I don't feel that much stress going through my legs that I do sometimes when I get off the court and yeah. other shoes. Yeah. Where I'm like, damn, my, my knees and my legs are really tired hmm. today. And I think it does really help with like shock absorption, even though it doesn't feel like super right. crazy squishy or crazy high off the ground. Yeah. There's something to it that like, huh, that's I don't know, maybe it's in the back of my head, but like. I wore them yesterday actually for three hours. I was, trying to, sorry, I was trying to think but, how long I was on yeah. the court. <laughs> I was like, usually we play for 45 to an hour. <laughs> I, I ran a practice and then I actually ended up hitting and hit with some of our uh, racket experts and I was wearing them. And you know what? You're right. My body was like handling it. I was tired by the end of the day. Mentally, but <laughs> I was hey, ready for bed. Your feet? But my feet, recovered. I'm feeling good today. So, I mean, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, I will say the one knock I did have on it, um, talking about the booty construction, yeah, is just the opening of the shoe. It is pretty tight. Like, I almost feel like I need a shoe horn or something. And they have a good, like a decent pull tab on the tongue. Yes. But there's no hook in no. the heel. Yeah. That's like the biggest design fall. All I had to do was put like a little, you know, lace 
hook for me to get my and so it would help pull the shoe on and it's it's a little difficult to get on so which like another we can pivot straight from there it's like pick the thing and then go to the next thing um adidas super supersonic well, adidas, adidas, say subaru. <laughs> adidas subaru the adidas cybersonic yeah because that has the pull tab in the entry is very similar talk to me i know it's like one of your, is that your shoe of the year i know it's one of your favorites <sighs> It's up there. We've been. It's fighting. up there. I don't know if I have a clear cut winner. We've been but. fighting with Chris because he doesn't love that shoe, and, and like, we don't know why. Not yeah, we don't know why because well, Troy loves it. Tiffany loves it. I love it too. I don't know. I have a really hard time committing in general to. I think one of the things for Chris he talked about was like it didn't feel like even though it's a speed more speed oriented shoe, he didn't feel like it had like that good heel to toe yeah. kind of thing. He felt like it was kind of slappy and like in certain ways. I don't think it fit his foot a hundred percent like yeah. the way he would prefer, but he has but, a very narrow foot feet. Um, his feet are narrow. I really like that shoe a lot too. Um, as far as like the upper, that like sleeve that's inside there, it's kind of like a stretchy neoprene. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just feels so mm-hmm. good. Like you slipping your foot in there. It, it contoured my foot really, really well. Um, I was in between sizes. So the first time I tried it, I had a nine and a half and it was like really tight and it was almost so tight that like, I was like, I don't want to keep going with the nine and a half because I'm, I'm not going to enjoy the shoe if it's kind of cramping me like that. Oh, yeah. So I went to a 10 and then I had no problems after okay. that with the fit. Um, I like that shoe a lot. Definitely like it, in my opinion, more than the Ubersonic 4 because it's still that speedy profile. It's a little bit heavier than the... Um, uber but it's heavier in a good way for me that like sometimes those lightweight shoes they cut down so much that it takes away from the cushion it takes away from the stability in my opinion and Mm -hmm. support yeah so i think it's that good balance um overall like i'm always looking for more and more cushion it's it's a speed shoe so it is kind of lower to the ground profile yeah although i do get better cushion than the uber so it's definitely one of my top shoes i wish maybe it had a little bit more uh, kind of a cushiony feel underfoot. If I had my druthers, I guess, <laughs> is what we say sometimes in the review. But um, it's a good word. shoe, I thought overall. Nice, yeah. And I do like. I like the look of it. I mean, I do too. some people don't like the rod, but I think it's a. I think it's a good looking shoe. Yeah, I think it does look nice. I think, yeah, I think it. It's not getting as much attention on the women's side, which I kind of understand because. To be completely honest, Adidas already makes like two really solid women specific shoes. So it's hard to like not wear either an Avacourt or the Stella Court and like go there because yeah. these are also already amazing options. And yeah, and on top of that, the price tag. And it's a little expensive. What, like 180? Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. So I know that is one of the biggest things we got feedback. Yeah. We're like, okay, I'm not paying that. But it is like a premium shoe. I think it's a great shoe. Yeah. If I was like, an Adidas sponsored player probably yeah, would be my be like pick. That one <laughs> that would probably be my pick in the lineup. Yeah, um, and like obviously you can sometimes get great deals on the sales we have. And totally, stuff. keep an but, eye out. Um, yeah, I really like that shoe. Price nice. aside, I, I think it is a premium shoe. It's worth being in that higher category, but I think it's pretty solid. Nice. Um, another shoe that just came out, and we recently finished the playtest. Actually, us, the women, more recently than the men, but the Mizuno Enforce Tour. Yeah, I have that on today. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, these are, I kept calling them slippers. <laughs> I mean, they up, they're like, first of all, like Mizuno now for me goes hand in hand with comfort. And then, like, we've even heard they're always trying to be, like, light and comfortable and, like, win that that race in that, that category. Um, so these shoes, I know, like, 
I think no one had a problem with them, to be completely honest. I mean, maybe there were some fit si- uh, some sizing issues on the women's side a little bit. Um, but everyone like had a really good experience wearing them, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're great for comfort. Um, these uh, in these are the enforced tour. Yes. Um, for being in that more like stability and durability silo. Yeah. Definitely one of the most comfortable in that group. I think they're personally more comfortable than the gel resolution. Yeah. Um, a little softer. Yeah, softer for um, sure. Underfoot cushions, pretty decent. Not obviously GP Turbo, but that's a, bro- <laughs> that's a broken record. But, but like no break in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fit. You know, there's nothing rubbing or pinching. Mm-mm. There is room, so they're a little it roomy. Is, it is a wider fit, generous fit. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe that's a good thing for the market. Um, just because a lot of the shoes that we test, we get those people on YouTube or message boards. Yeah. I can't wear Nike. It's yeah. too narrow. Da, 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 it's too narrow. Well, this is a good shoe for you. I'm yeah. not saying it's like 2E crazy wide, but it's generous. Yeah. Um, so those people out there that need that fit, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Uh, and for me, I can cinch them up and still feel pretty good in them. So yeah. overall, like I, I can throw They're these good. on any time and yeah. like. just be comfortable. I agree. And I still get pretty good support. They were nice. Um, I'm going to, go into a shoe that I didn't love the update to. I'm sorry. Diodora Speed V Icon 2. Did you test those? Did not. Tell oh. us about it. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't test the first one. I didn't test <laughs> the first one either. Great. Um I struggled so hard with that shoe. So they and I feel like I was like trying to analyze why. But if you remember this B icon was like the first shoe coming out of the pandemic that like we got delivery of, we got to play test. Like, so it was like right before BMP, it was very exciting. It like yeah. came in that orange, orange red for the women, I think men too, maybe. And it was like perfect, except everyone was struggling with a part of the upper ripping, like right where the toe crease happens. Oh, yeah. And that was like the biggest issue. So I feel like they over. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this so many times. They over-corrected and added a solid durability piece right there. And that hit my the edge of my forefoot, midfoot, whatever, right where my toes all come together, just in the worst way possible. Uh-huh. And it took like a two to three week break in before it felt good. Which is unfortunate because nothing else changed. The comfort was still there. The durability is still there. They're they're so stable. They're so supportive. So that it just for me was a really long break in period. Uh, it was kind of like and that's that, what this too. Yeah, it was kind of like that barricade break in where you're like, okay, yeah. like just get through it. To the point where like I hit with Chris one day, and I remember like 30 minutes into the hit, I started sitting weird on my feet because I was trying to avoid that feeling. Uh, I already kind of supinate and I was like really trying to be on the outsides of my feet because the pressure was on the inside of my medial, uh, the medial yeah, side yeah, yeah. where that, that piece hits. So. Yeah. <laughs> Struggles. That's tough. <laughs> Struggles. Yeah. Um, but once you get through that breakthrough, breakthrough, <laughs> once you get through that break, break in, in, they were just as good as the previous ones. Nice. That's all. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, because I'm, I'm a fan of the flies from Diodora. Did you test the Torneos? Uh, not the Torneos. The one pair I do have recently is that new Finale. A finale. And that's really comfortable. Okay. That's a comfortable shoe. That is. Maybe okay. not the most supportive or maybe not the most but comfort. stable, but not any issue I've noticed so far, um, but really good comfort. That's one of those few that I would say kind of up there is like a good midsole cushion shoe. Nice. Yeah. So that's a, that's a nice comfort option. 
Um, and then I like the flies in the past. Yeah. The ones that like Streff plays in. Yeah. Yeah. People really seem to like those ones. Yeah, because it's like really that comfy, lightweight speed silo, booty. but it's also a booty. Yeah. And then um, it's got good cushion to good it. Cushion. Yeah. And the booty construction on that one is pretty like user, like entry friendly, user friendly. Is there enough support though? That's what I always. Yeah. Once you yeah, cinch yeah. them up, you okay, can, you okay. can get them tight once you cinch them up, yeah. but the booty doesn't like make it too difficult to get on. Yeah. Kind of like the Corn like, FF was in. almost kind of difficult to get in. Yeah. So yeah, it's a okay. good, good shoe from them. But uh, yeah, that's a kind of a bummer on the icon. I know. Yeah. Um. Well, is that it for new shoes? Let's see. New ragas? Should we go through some new what ragas? Do we have? What else do we have for shoes? Um, um, Cyber, Vapor, Asics, Mizuno. We're playtesting the New Balance 996s right now. Oh, yeah. I've tried those a little bit so far. And hopefully the Lacoste, the new Ultras, okay. their LT, I don't like the naming system, but there's, <laughs> they updated their shoes. Yeah. So we're going to be playtesting those, I know. Oh, we're playtesting the Prince Venoms. Oh, yeah. So that's been interesting because I think, I kind of was like unsure of what to expect. And I know a few people tried it on in the office and had an experience that they necessarily didn't think would translate as well to the court. And then everyone's wearing them on the court and it's been nothing but positive feedback. So yeah. that's been good. Yeah. So far on that cool. one, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Like I, like I wouldn't say that in a negative way, but like a good meat and potato shoe. It's like, exactly. you know, it feels pretty stable. Not a ton of like cushion, but like enough there. To, it's where it feels pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. The upper feels like it holds you, but it's got a little bit of breathability mm-hmm. there. It just seems like a good, like, all-around shoe, and it's yeah. pretty good value, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's oh. at 109, right? Yeah. 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 Then yeah. the other print shoe that hasn't really gotten talked about yeah. is that Phantom, the mid-top. That looks cool. I know it's unique, and maybe no, not I everybody's like it. style. It's cool. But, man, that thing – talk about comfort. That thing is really comfortable. That's what I – Yeah. I know you've worn them. A few people have worn them and that's all I keep hearing. I'm like, Ooh, those are cool too. Yeah. They look cool. And it's a mid top mid cut. That's not that heavy. Yeah. It's under 15 ounces. Yeah. yeah. Good option. So keep that one out there. If you guys are looking for comfort, comfort and like, style. like the retro style yeah. vibes, the nineties <laughs> vibes, that's a sweet shoe. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, We'll give a quick little shout out. Uh, I recently got to wear some rush pros, the 4.0 from Wilson. And it's been a few minutes since I've worn Wilson shoes. Um, a hot minute. A hot minute. And I honestly didn't want to like them for what it, Well, here's the deal. They had that eyelid issue. Like, we all know about that. Like, it's no secret. There were eyelets literally coming off the sides of the Rush Pros. So I was, like, very convinced that, like, it had not been fixed and wanted to prove it wrong. It's been fixed. It's updated. Ooh. That shoe is it's very comfortable and supportive and stable it's kind of like one of those you almost forget is in that category but yeah i think it's also taking color really nicely it's a good all-around feel yeah however i am gonna say i'm jealous of this men's chaos rap we keep calling it rapid day rapid day (laughs) rapid day with the the heel collar because it looks like a mid yeah and i'm like that's cool i want one um but those look pretty cool. Those are those are the like, SFT. Yeah. Sorry, that's what it is. It's an extra ankle support. SFT booty SFT construction. Booty, but like, what was that shoe? What was that shoe that they did with the? I did not like that one. The oh, the Amplifield. The Amplifield. 
feel. <laughs> Don't yeah. go back there, Wilson. Please uh, never go back. The Chaos Rapid A SFT looks a hundred times better than yeah. the Amplifield. Yeah. I just remember like Granville saying that like no one on the women's side looked like they <laughs> It was like you're you guys. That's not attractive. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, they have the Rush the Pro Tour, which is the mid, but I think we're out of stock right now. Oh, that's maybe the one that I keep seeing too. It looks really cool. Does Jose have a pair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Love those. So that's like a like a true mid kind of. Those look cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough with shoes. Let's run through some rackets real quick before we finish up this episode. Which also, like, oh, man. Okay, let's jog our memories. January. I think we talked about... Did we talk about V-Quarters before? Previously on, like, the last... Another episode? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't... I can't recall, but... Well, the V-Quarters are out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they've been very well liked. (laughs) Yes, except by me. (laughs) Tommy Paul switched to it this year. It's just not for me. It's fine. Um, so too, did they make it too soft? Is that they went softer and softer each each generation? You think that's part of it? I, you know what? Because you were a fan of the SV. I know, and that was like yeah. one of the stiffest ones. Yeah. So I think the softer it's they make a racket, soft. the more it goes away from a shell. <laughs> and also, especially in this one, I felt like I had to change my swing style. Yeah. So it's fine, yeah. but like, and I think that's totally cool too for. Um, Players to realize, like, I mean, like, string certain string patterns work better for certain play styles, and that's fine. Yeah. So, and I'm looking it's forward uh, to other things from y- Yonex. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would say I'm, I'm I'm thinking, like, you know, it has gotten softer, but one thing with the pattern, too, is it not only is it, uh, what, like a 16, the 98 to 16, 19? Yes. But it's, like, a widely yeah. spaced. Like, it's. I think that's the, it. The E zone is a t- more like a tightly spaced yes. 1619, kind of yep. like how the radical is. Yeah. I think that's part of it, too. I think that's, that's part really, of it. really like it creates that yeah. kind of ball. That's what they're trying to give you, is that. Yeah. It makes sense. It's me- it's meant to be like aggressive spin. Yeah. 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 I really like the 95. The, and a lot of people are giving good feedback on the 95. Yeah. I mean, everyone, like you said, they've been well received. Yeah. So. The 95 is nice. I think it needs customization yeah. a little bit, you know, as far as swing weight and stuff like that. But uh, it's a nice feeling plush racket. It is. Um, should we talk about the elephant in the room? <laughs> well, I brought some. I brought some uh, decorations. Uh, you, a lot of a lot start. of white. A lot of white. Okay, and then not so white. <laughs> a lot of white. A lot of bright. <laughs> okay, let's. Um, let's start off with some of these white rackets. Yeah, you go. You go. You tell me. Some of the more more recent released frames that a lot of the people in our racket room, expert room, have been like. Nerd fighting room. over yeah so the so whiteout extended fighting. 1820 so much fighting so <laughs> yes you tell i got some customization going on oh, nice little, little bit of lead tape on there okay um but yeah no it's a great racket yeah actually that triggers my memory someone on youtube was asking because slinka has done a good job of creating awesome rackets but then they also have the weight modules in five grams or ten uh-huh. They were asking if we Pop preferred off your butt cap, put a new one on. Yep. And if we preferred it in stock form or with the extra weight, you often you like a tail weighted racket. You like the weight in the booty. In the butt cap. <laughs> the booty cap. And uh, <laughs> I prefer it in the tip of the racket. So you tell me. I told the person that I personally liked it in stock form and like would not change much. 
maybe add a little more plow, but yeah, yeah, I did both on this one. Okay, um, I didn't use the weight uh, module, module, the the trap doors. Um, this one, and if I had the right grip size from the get go, I probably would have. But this was a quarter, and I wanted to make it into uh, a three eight. So what yes. I did is I used the shrink sleeve. Okay. So sometimes that's my way of Got it. building up the handle uh, size wise and yeah. adding weight. That makes so sense. I put a shrink sleeve on. Now it's uh, more of a true three eights. And that added, uh, you know, shrink sleeves usually add like 0.6 ounces, so like over a half ounce. Okay. So a good amount of weight to the bottom half, and then I added some, you know, lead tape up in the hoop. Nice. And the swing weight's closer to like, I think it's in the upper 330s. Okay. Closer to 340. Nice. Something like that. That's beefy. Yeah, because the swing weight stock was like a little bit lower than lower. the 1619 yes. was. Yes. And the RA is a little bit lower. That's, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Which is why everyone leaned in. I think they like that little softer feel. Yeah, I don't know why. And I asked, I asked some of the guys at Slingcon. I was like, "Is it specifically supposed to be a little more flexy, or is it supposed to be the same exact frame with a different drill pattern?" Yeah. And he was like, "It's supposed to be the same, but they were coming in a little bit more flexy. At least the ones we tested." And it was noticeable. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought made it just enough, a little bit more plush. Whereas the sixteen nineteen was just for some reason it just felt a little crisp for me sometimes. And then combined with that more open pattern, sometimes I was like losing the ball a little bit, like on certain ground strokes. Yeah. So I, f- I felt like those two boxes were checked a yeah. little bit more plush. And then the 1820 really just like, I felt the first time I hit a forehand with it, I was like, oh, I felt dialed. Mm. And like, I haven't played 1820 consistently for a long time, except for like when we're testing rackets like this or the Gravity Pro or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so sometimes like when I hit the 1820s for a long period of time, I'm like, ah, I'm not getting the launch angle or I'm clipping the top of the net and I'm not, it kind of bothered me. But the, every time I hit with this, I didn't really notice the launch angle as like a bad thing. And I think we all agreed on that. It didn't feel too tight ever. Like no one felt limited in spin access. Like it was never like an issue. And maybe it's that little bit of extra length and that leverage you get. Yeah. Like power. Yeah. But it just balanced out really well. So overall, it's – I don't know. I, I, I've used the Ezone 98 Plus for so long, and I still really like that racket when I go back to it. Yeah. But this could be maybe my favorite extended racket out there. Nice. A top. A top. A top, top pick, three. yeah. Top three. A couple else, other white rackets. Else, yeah, white uh, out. Oh, that I really like. A <laughs> couple other white ones. Both Technofiber. I've liked these rackets since they came out. I really – I really like the Technofiber rackets now. I feel like they've just gotten better and better in these last couple of generations. They're just perfect as yeah. far as feel. Um, I know Chris. So I had a TF40 um, 315 and the T-Fight 315. So both the 315s and customized them, at least the TF40, because it had such a low swing weight. That's what I was going to say. Because isn't the 305 actually coming in with a higher swing weight? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So this one's like, like, But this one has a different string pattern than the 305. No, I've tried both 16, okay. 19. I've just been hitting just the, like the, the 315 lately. Nice. It's just been feeling really good. Uh, I threw some head weight in, into it, kind of just threw tungsten all over the place. Yeah, it looks chunky. Uh, <laughs> but it's up there in the like 330s now, okay. where I was like, I think stock was like, this it one was, was like low. 318 or 319, yeah. something. Yeah. So if you like that whippy fill as yeah. a 315, swings really easy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I want a little bit more boost in that power, 
I don't usually play like higher stiffness rackets, but this 315, we both tested it. I liked it. It's like a 69 RA yeah. stiffness, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it. It feels right. more like a, I don't know, 66 or something to me. It's a little bit more comfortable than I'd say the number would, would indicate, but it gives me that compared to the TF40, it gives me more pop, a little bit more spin because it's got a little bit more spacing. Mm-hmm. in the main string so it's just easy power easy spin it's almost like a like a more comfortable precise version of like a babalot to me like a that makes arrow sense. or a drive yeah pure drive um but yeah both of those are really fun to hit with nice yeah like in technofibers i mean they make good rackets it's cool to like give them some love because i don't like i feel like a lot of people see them on tv or in a couple of, like obviously a couple of players hands but not necessarily have ever hit with one so yeah they're definitely worth a demo and i think people would have a really good experience yeah a couple of their players that have been doing pretty good on the grass courts lately yeah uh rendernish the, yes. the french guy has done some vi- done some content with us uh-huh. and then another one that i really like that i watch practice at at bmp is greek spur greek oh, spore okay yeah. talon greek spore yeah he's a, a, from the netherlands okay um he, he uses t fight nice so I've been watching them on TV with those. I'm like, ah, that's cool. I'm going to go hit Technofiber. <laughs> and I can, I, I don't want to like say this incorrectly, but I feel like Technofiber is one of those brands where the players, yes, they're endorsing the racket, but it's more identical to what the consumer can get their hands on. Yeah. Like, I mean, customizable. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Like there's not huge different like drill pattern or maybe there is like. <laughs> no, no. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Rendernish is using okay. like an 1820 TF4. Perfect. Not sure if it's like, this one or yeah. the last version, yeah. but still. But it's definitely like, um, which just kind of goes to show that they're making like really cool rackets for every level player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ego's racket's like yeah. pretty spot on yes. with, with the retail frame, maybe some customization, but uh, yeah. 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 Um, speaking of rackets that pros are swinging, or currently this pro is not playing on tour. Yeah. But was, maybe maybe not so white in color. And that's the opposite of what the white rackets are. The maybe the loudest racket on the website right now. What what you got? <laughs> the origin. Oh man. Okay. This origin. This racket is the like if you were to look up beast. That should be <laughs> what you see. Other than the Prince Beast. You know, we, used than, have, we used to have the Prince Beast. This but. racket is beastly, in my opinion. Like, okay. Swing weight, three, what did, what does the website say right now? Three, 371. Oh, man. 371. Yeah. And as, like, people, since I swing the RF, a lot of people were like, oh, how do you like the origin? And I'm like, it's still 20 points over like my highest rf like but the ones that i like it's like 40 points over <laughs> what i like this is yeah. insane I'm i will say you know with the swing weight it, it, and we this is a whole conversation that could be talked for hours but yeah maybe i tell people this on youtube all the time and a lot of people reference our website for the the specs but swing weight and i've talked about this in other podcasts it's really hard to narrow that down with with racket specs, especially yes. mass production. Yes, yes, yes. So Tolerance, if you go in the warehouse yes. and you pick out yeah. 20 rackets, you're going to find fluctuations. Yeah, so, you're going to find fluctuations. And we have done um, – we haven't done a ton of like match rackets on these because I don't think a lot of people are buying a, a multiple or yeah. switching to them as like a regular racket. But a lot of people have bought these 
Um, and we've done a couple where we measured and there are some swing weights that we're finding in stock that will vary. And so right. not all of them are in the 370 range. You, we found some uh, quite a bit lower. Yeah. So keep that in mind. If you, you know, if you were serious about buying one of these, you really want to know the spec. The only way to for sure get that swing weight dialed is if you use our, our racket customization or yeah. MRT yeah. matching racket or custom service, then you can do that through our racket expert line and whatnot. This one here, I believe the last time I measured the swing weight was like 367. I was going to say. So it's not that high. In? It's only 367. It's only 367. It's, not, it's, it's sub 370. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a high swing weight racket. But one thing I did do, I did customize this one. Um, I added weight in the handle to get the balance. Try to make it more like an RF balance. Okay. So I think strung the balance because on our website, it's, it's like – right under three it's like two and a half i don't know it's like pretty low balance yeah. close to even yeah i think this one's like seven points okay there you go so i added quite a bit of tungsten <laughs> which brings the static weight up to like 12 six. Oh dang okay strong. so yeah this could go so but it, it does help I, I thought after doing that it a little more maneuverable it felt, <laughs> yeah more like a racket that i've tested not something crazy out of spec but oh my gosh um it's just a for me a fun racket to hit and I, to this date, I haven't hit a Babolat that's felt this solid. Like I've tried some of the older, like when we test the Pure Strikes, mm -hmm. the Tour and the 1820 and some of the older Strike Tour, some of those pretty solid, have high swing lengths, but this is just, it's, re it's a really unique feel. And like for me, it's just fun to play with. Like it just gives me like this like new found like fun when I go out and hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to be playing with the 370, but like. I can hit my forehand really well with it. You maybe not, I don't know for how long, you know, yeah. but I'm not out there grinding, playing, you know, long yeah. sets at tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just hitting for fun most yeah. of the time and testing stuff. And yeah, it just, it just feels so great on the forehand. I can just whip it that lefty spin. And then on the slice, it's solid. It's just, it's a really fun racket for me to play with. For sure. I know. I know you've really liked it. Um, I think you're the play tester who's, played with it the most yeah. since we finished the review and i think i'm the one that's played with it the least and then chris and booney are like in between yeah. but it is definitely unique um it's worth demoing for sure too have you hit at all with the the human version of that like the non-origin oh just the rafa uh-huh uh, a little bit and how does that play compare in well obviously it's like lower and everything but yeah. like how does the feel compare same um, feel or not quite as plush mm -hmm. because you don't have that the that mass amount of graphite up in the hoop to really absorb the ball. So it doesn't feel quite as plush as this one does. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is uh, – I wouldn't say this is like an arm-friendly racket by any means. Yeah. It just – because there's so much graphite in the hoop or in the frame, it seems to absorb the ball really well in yeah. the shock. Yeah. Um, so that one's a little crisper, a little – you can tell it's not quite as solid. And then the other no uh, noticeable thing I, I found – um, the lighter version, the Rafa non-origin has mm -hmm. a more open, pattern. it's a different string pattern. It's the same 1619. It's more openly spaced. And it's, so it's more like the uh, 2019 version of the Pure Arrow and the 2016 that's got more spacing. Uh -huh. Whereas this one, which, which also is another reason why I think I like it because yeah. I fill the ball a little more. It's got that more older Babolat um, arrow spacing where mm -hmm. it's like a more dense 1619. That's cool. So, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I wouldn't say it's it's been my it's a racket I've been hitting the most lately. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I can call it my racket of choice. I think yeah. Okay, if I let's went go down, top three. Where uh, are you at uh, right now? Oh, as far as rackets, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably put that in there just because I've been um, hitting with it so much. But that um, I really I really like rackets. I really like the whiteout XTD. Okay. And I mean, in this room, yeah, I would probably go, I'd probably go TF40, <laughs> okay, TF, I'd probably go TF40, Rafa Origin, and X, the Whiteout XTD 1820. Nice. Yeah. That's for, such all an interesting, like, eclectic mix. That's pretty, di- I mean, they're all pretty different, right? I would say I uh, much closer here with the Whiteout and the TF40 other than string pattern. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty close in stiffness, same head size, beam width. I'd say those... And like interchangeable. I actually played like some sets of doubles over uh-huh. this past weekend yeah. at a, like a, a country club. And the racket I used the most was the TF40. Oh, nice. It, it's more close to what I like used in the past, yeah. whether it was like V-Core Pro. Got it. Um, kind of like an Ezone 98, a little more more traditional beam. But yeah. yeah, I'd say those two aren't crazy off other than pattern and a little bit of length. length. Yeah. But this is just like my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I would say like if I did go into the warehouse and go through our stock and did the MRT service, if I could find a couple that were like maybe closer to like a 350 swing weight, yeah. which who I, knows, maybe yeah. I could, yeah. um, strong, yeah. I think I could like actually use it as like a it's not, that's not crazy. A daily driver. Or, you know, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, much, that's how much I like it. You know, <laughs> it kind of like. Watch. You know that connection you have like with Roger when you, I mean, I you know. play with the Roger? Kinda, there's something there in your <laughs> you head. Yeah. Like I exactly. kind of get that. Like it kind of brought back my like love and you, you know, like that. start wearing a bandana, break out the khakis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever he does. Right. Like, oh, sorry, lefty. It's the lefties. Yeah. 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 Especially since he isn't playing on the tour right now. Yeah. I feel like now you're someone's even, got a rep for him. Right? Someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fun racket for yeah. sure. Um, what else? Was there, I mean, it's. I, we talked about shoes, talked about rackets, shoes. any accessory strings. I mean, there's so much. There's so many strings, which is so crazy to me because there's been a lot of new strings. And like we've talked about this before, strings don't get replaced, right. but they keep coming into the market. Um, yeah. I mean, just what's your favorite strings right now? Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've been testing so many strings. I am going to give a shout out because I think this is cool and I know there's other companies doing it, but um, Lux Eco Power. And then there's another Eco string that I actually hit with yesterday for a good amount of time. It's pretty cool to be making strings out of recycled materials. And um, hopefully we're going to get her on the podcast. But Joanne, who spearheads a lot of this R&D with Lux Lawn, she is awesome and like really fun to talk to. So and it's also really cool to just uh, as a female in the industry, like hear a female like leading the way in strings of all things. So um, give shout out for that. And plus the color is really cool. But also like testing Yonex Poly Tour Air, which is like one of the softest yeah. strings right now, which like so I've been playing around with it in stiff raggeds, high tensions, low tensions, all the things. Did you go past 80 pounds? <laughs> no, but Jada put it at 48 in my oh, racket nice. the first time. And I was like, this must be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been testing in a few different rackets, which has been fun. And then uh, what else? 
What else is, I mean, I feel like there's been Razor some, Soft. Razor Soft, which uh, it's a little bit not soft. <laughs> and yeah. Anomaly, we don't love the name. But. Well, I mean, look at something like 4G Soft. It's like one of the stiffest strings out there. It's uh, just, they yeah. wanted to make a little different version of yeah. it. Yeah. Razor Soft. We've been getting lots of questions on Razor Soft. So I think hopefully we'll, maybe we'll do a deep dive pod once we're ready and able to into like some Razor Soft and other strings that play like it and maybe even compare it to a lot of strings that you guys have been asking us to compare it to um yeah and then even like head has what is it hawk power that's been a big one this year i love the color of that the color is awesome and it's made in the u.s and they've had some hiccups in the production but like despite all that it's doing really well plus head spin squared yeah which is a hybrid exclusive to tennis warehouse it's a poly poly hybrid which is cool yeah yeah um, I think and, my favorite head still the champagne. Exactly. The Lynx Tour. Like it's right? hard. It's such a good string. Yeah. And like we all love it. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a great string. It's a right great there. string. Uh, I mean, that's that and Hyper G are like the two fallbacks. Yes. Um, like those a lot. We've been trying some Selenko prototypes I lately. I won't say, say any names. I don't names, know if we're allowed to talk about it. Okay. But prototypes that may be coming. Yeah. That's been fun. And like just put it out there eventually. We would like to get someone from Selenko on the podcast because they have such a cool team and they're very um, well-spoken and they make products that we love. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What else? Are there any other strings that you can think of? String, new stuff. Um, We're mostly playing polys, obviously. I will say this is something that I was talking to, to my buddy Jose that I hit with lately and... I don't know if it's your influence of like me. W- yeah, like when we, <laughs> when I'm stringing the playtest rackets. Oh, and like lately, sometimes I'll go a little higher because like we try to pick a tension that like works for the four play- players that right. are on the test. Right? Usually, our go to is like fifty-two. We strung this racket. <laughs> Thanks for watching the tennis warehouse route. We strung it at about fifty-two pounds. We say that like every time because we do. We string a lot of the rackets we like do fifty-two string a lot of rackets or fifty-three is kind of like our. If we break the middle because little, you guys like forty-eight. I like fifty-six. Yeah, mm-hmm. but lately, like sometimes people like I'll string the racket and they're like, "Oh, it feels bagged out." Like after like two hits, I'm like, "Okay, it feels bagged out. I'm gonna string it at fifty-seven. See what happens." Now, how you does know? it feel? So, no. <laughs> anyways, all I'm getting at is like lately, I feel like my. My my preference or my palate is like liking a little firmer string bed. With what any string or like a most of my poly, string. like most of my polys. Interesting. Like I think I've like kind of convinced myself like oh go up go up. It's like the voice and hmm. she'll string it higher, string it higher, string it higher. higher. Yeah, so I've been stringing. I think for rackets like mine lately, I've been stringing at like fifty two for oh. my racket, and I'm oh. usually at like forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just getting used to like kind of that filling of the the string the bed. board. <laughs> The board feeling. Like what we're testing, so I just. No, yeah, I. Uh, you like what you like. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. I don't know. We and also like I'm convinced that I just have no feeling left in my arms, so it's fine. Maybe it's that. Um. Yeah. What about gauge? Have you changed at all? I usually go for like a 17 or 16 L or. So a, it depends on the thinner. string pattern. Yeah. Usually open patterns. I like the thick ones. Mm-hmm. Like 16 is mm-hmm. usually. If it's a, if it's a openly like on this TF40, 315, I go 16 gauge Hyper G. Okay. The thicker, the better on that one, just because I like to kind of bridge the string spacing a little bit. Yeah. When they're really open patterns. On the. Oh, interesting. So I was just looking out. up something. 
because I was testing a string that hasn't come out yet and I could have sworn it was like 15 gauge and it's 17. Uh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go uh, for it. On the tighter <laughs> pattern like this uh, 1820 extended, I went with the 1.20. Okay. Which is Selenko 17. Yeah. Yeah. So I went 120 on the tight pattern. On the open pattern, I went 1.30. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then I think on m- most of the time when I've been hitting with this, like 125. Nice. Any other like accessories or like things to note that came out this year that you're like obsessed with? Um, Aside from this Halo hydration coffee. <laughs> We're, no free, we're, no we're free plugs on the podcast. <laughs> what is it? No, no free plugs or whatever. No they? free plugs. Um, you uh, can buy their non-coffee flavors at tenniswarehouse.com. We're working on bringing the coffee in, and it's delicious. As I'm speaking really fast, and I, the caffeine's gone to my head. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, I, I actually, I'm thinking of a, a, something that we both really like. Oh. I, I've always love trucker hats but i'm like back in my trucker hat era yeah to the point where i have way too many um but ace the moon oh yeah they make some really cool trucker hats and i know you have one their gear is pretty cool yeah i'm obsessed and i know shout out to bethany maddox sands she's been rocking trucker hats on the court this year not not ace the moon i think she needs to check out ace the moon but those are fun and i like i could go every day i have at least enough that i could wear a different one every day yeah yeah i'm yeah. I'm just back. I mean, it's just like, it's my vibe. We're, you got any Dodger trucker hats? None. I have the 47 Dodger hats. Yeah, the, <laughs> like the dad style hat. <laughs> Maybe I need one. Actually, oh gosh. I have such an old school from when I was little Dodger hat with like the flat brim. Oh, maybe one day. Uh-huh. Maybe one day. Go Dodgers. <laughs> um, but that's been, I love their hats and they've got really fun stuff. What about Viore? Are you a, are you wearing Viore right I now? I wear their shorts a okay, lot. Okay, I was like, yeah. are you one of them? <laughs> I like their shorts. There's a lot of Viore. I've never tried the joggers. Haven't tried any of their tops. I just yeah. like their shorts. I've never worn a single Viore piece. Oh. But I know it's trending on in this building. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's loving it. But I usually get uh, mine from runningwarehouse.com. Oh, they carry more. They have different the styles, different cuts. The shorter shorts. Yeah, like the five inch inseam versus the seven. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I like the variety they have over there. Okay. So okay. I have to go over to different cell systems and be like, <laughs> hey, can you get me running warehouse? No, it's hard to. I'm glad I don't have that on my laptop because then I'd be shopping all day. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple apparel items uh, off our site, the Bjorn Borg shorts. Okay. And they were really nice. Nice. Yeah. And then I should give a shout out. We just brought in a new apparel brand that makes really awesome leggings and a skirt. And I'm going to probably mispronounce it. It's like Henri. It's spelled O-N-R-E. O-N apostrophe R-E. So when I hear that or I say Henri, it reminds me of Monica Salas' grunt, (laughs) which I don't think you were a tennis fan back then. Henri. It was like Henri. (laughs) When I hear that, I think of what's that French? Was it a player or Henri Lacan? Henri Lacan. Yeah, I think of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was uh, I even told our running friends over at Running Warehouse that like their leggings are legit. Like you could run in them. So if ladies or men that have ladies in their life, if you're listening, they're specifically for tennis. So like everything's meant for a tennis ball and they're really nice and like high quality, very high quality. Yeah. 
pretty cool. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> anything, uh, anything real quick in the bag world? Because I'm a oh, big bag man. fan. Okay, so bags. Well, Tennis Warehouse, we're working on revitalizing our line of bags. It takes a minute, though. Production co- and all that um, timelines. But let's see. I got one of those. Sorry, I already had one, the older style, but the Wilson Roman Garrow stuff. I like my older style, the brown one, but the I, brown I, I one. got the, the the one of the newer ones, I think, right, that we have. is We carry it, the white with the navy. Yes. Backpack. Those are nice. They're nice. I like that stuff. It's so interesting because I feel like, yeah, I kind of wish the racket brands would talk to each other because <laughs> the consumers... <laughs> Like something from Wilson, something from Yannick, something from Head, but like there's something missing in each one. Mm. Like even there was a comment on YouTube today about like, I love my Wilson bag, but it doesn't have pockets the way this Yonex bag has. Uh. Or like, I love my Head bag, but... It, so like you're Technifiber saying, basically, does this. yeah, you're saying like if there was, <laughs> like, can we all just have a convention and make really good bags, and you guys can locally however you want and design it, or like whoever want. designs for these companies, if there's one smart one out there, take in this just feedback from like right? our message boards or our YouTube from all of the different brands and then make the perfect one. And like not to like be whatever, but that's kind of where the tennis warehouse duffel and the six pack come in. It's like the duffel literally is probably too big for most people, but it has everything that you could possibly want. It has so many pockets. It has like the different compartments that you can use or don't have to use. It's got the backpack straps. You can wear it over your shoulder. Anyways. And then like the six pack, it's like bigger than a six pack. But six pack size, but one thermal pocket, but excess, yeah, yeah. shoe tunnel. So, <laughs> see, now you got me talking about bags. I'm right. like, what else? We just... I'm definitely about the more the duffel style nowadays, right? Okay. Like how how the look? It's definitely a look thing, right? Like you go to the BNP practice courts and you see the pro coaches. They have the duffel, the two handle racket sticking out, right? Okay. And it's just like this whole swag Riz thing, you know. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, like if you're if you're like a pro player coach or like a hitting partner, you got the duffel, you got two racket handles sticking out, <laughs> towel right over the shoulder, some Nike running shoes on or oh, some yeah. running shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working on my Riz and right? um, I am I am now carrying. I stole. I didn't steal. I swiped the Selinko sample. The racket duffel bag. I'm obsessed. I am using that for my practices. And is there a slightly smaller? Yes, one I also have that. If you want oh, it, I'm like not that. using I like that, that one. Okay, you can have that one. Okay, because like my work, my daily driver work bag is the Technofiber duffel, which is not yeah. big enough for rackets. But now I'm co- doing a little coaching, and I like. I love the Selenko like full duffel that carries rackets, but it also is like this really nice material, but it's not too heavy. And yeah, I, the material is legit. It's like it's super so strong, good. like a tarp, but it's like it's so good. And I feel like because it's almost it's like, like weatherproof. Yeah, yeah, and it's black with the Selenko, and it's like, I mean, Selenko is pretty badass when it comes yeah. to like brands and yeah. like. I feel like you have Riz if you're carrying a Selenko yeah, bag. Yeah, you got the cool. Kid, and I got though. my trucker hat, my bubble brain. <laughs> And I'm just living my best tennis life. <laughs> like, did she she coach on a D1 college or something? Right? Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, I am here for those bags. Um, 
I'm sure there's going to be more stuff. It we go through waves and bags. And I like the because um, I update the play the pro player gear. On our yeah, site. I like the head bag that's all white. Like it's just like the tour team, but it's yeah. the white one. Yeah, because they used to do that for like Novak or yeah. like like a like a Wimbledon theme, but now it just seems like it's in their regular bags and it's just a clean. And I think Novak's endorsing that, right? Okay. Or yeah, not yeah. endorsing. I think that, a lot of their using it. pro players mm-hmm. use like the the couple. There's a couple different versions. And then if you don't like white, they have the black, which used to be like the gravity bags, but they're like all black pro duffel or they might not even be the pro duffel. The naming on those are so confusing, but yeah. it's a black bag and it's just really clean and big and nice yeah yeah they make good bags the naming guys hey <laughs> they know i've complained the bags have improved but the naming got worse it's so confusing yeah it's like the naming's different team leaders pro and xl and then don't they do leaders, leaders or something yeah. over in europe or? but then there's like a backpack that's 28 liters and then there's a backpack that's 30 liters like <laughs> yeah i don't know make Why, it what's the make point it of simple two liter difference and yeah i don't know i know i'm sorry we're not european and we have the weird american stuff but yeah yeah but yeah good stuff on the bag side i feel like there's probably something obvious and i'm not remembering but we'll save that for another episode yeah yeah okay well that's all (laughs) thanks for listening tune in next time happy hitting bye thanks guys Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.